Pray with me if you would, please. Father God, Lord, once again, I ask you to give me words to speak. Father, I have notes on a page and a hurricane of thoughts swirling through my head. God, I just ask that you would guide those words. And Father, may they lay with precision upon the hearts of your people. I love you and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. I have recently been thinking upon um, a person's reputation um, or the notion of a reputation and what that means, and really, particularly my own. Um, you know, how do I display myself? It's funny, I don't know if, you, if you're here early, ironically, uh, I could be heard <laughs> from the media suite. Uh, I did not, I mean, I knew I had a mic on, but I didn't realize it was on. And so I was just chatting away. And, um, you know, I, maybe we should just always operate as though we might be being heard, <laughs> right? Because truly we are, by God. Um, but I've been, I've been tossing around this notion of a person's reputation and the display of oneself to others. And it's been in the forefront of my mind and really, really kind of wallowing around in my soul. And so I, I've thought just in terms of my own season of life, you know, am I operating with integrity? Am I proceeding with a good reputation? Am I reflecting well for friends and family, my Savior, my Lord, and my behaviors, uh, my conversations, my business dealings, whatever. And so recently God took me to a scripture. It's Psalm 112, and it's not the source text today, but I would like to read it. It says this, Psalm 112 reads, Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. His offspring will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Light dawns in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious, merciful, and righteous. It is well with the man who deals generously and lends, who conducts his affairs with justice. For the righteous will never be moved. It will be remembered forever. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. His heart is steady. He will not be afraid until he looks in triumph over his adversaries. He has distributed freely. He is given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn is exalted in honor. The wicked man sees it and is angry. He gnashes his teeth and melts away. The desires of the wicked will perish. I want so much to be the man reflected in that and other scriptures like it. 
I want to read that and think upon my own life and say, do I fit the mold that is outlined in the description of the man in this passage? That's what I want. I want it badly. I hesitate to say that I want it desperately because I wonder sometimes myself if I am at that desperate desire yet. I want to be there. I'd like to say that I desperately want it, but do my, does my personal walk reflect such desperation to truly be in that spot? Perhaps that remains to be seen. When I was ordained in the ministry, my brother-in-law sang a song during that service. And it's a, I mean, some, many of you are going to know it, you're going to remember it, but it's a song by the group For Him. And it's a song called A Man You Would Write About. And the chorus of that song reads like this. It says, I want to be a man that you would write about. Oh, a thousand years from now that they would read about. Your servant of choice in whom you found favor, a man who heard your voice. That is my spiritual desire. (laughs) Strangely, it's also my fleshly desire desire. Because see, there's recognition in that. There's recognition of self in that, even though it's also my spiritual desire to please the Lord. Tonight I have three specific questions, just three questions to ask that only you can answer. And then I'm going to read a story out of Genesis and talk through these questions. The first one is this. What has God instructed me to do? And that's really first person, you. Say that to yourself. What has God instructed me to do? Don't sit in your pew thinking, oh, he's talking about what God wants him to do. To some degree, yes. But ask yourself the question, what has God instructed me to do? And then second is, am I doing what he has instructed me to do? Am I doing what he's instructed me to do? And third... The question is, am I daring or trusting God to intervene? Am I daring God or trusting God to intervene? And I believe there's a difference. I think we're going to see it in our story. If you have your Bibles, you can turn, or whatever device you may have, to Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11. I'm very nervous about this, by the way. I was talking about it to my daughter. She's like, oh, Daddy, that's silly. She's like, you do this all the time. I mean, even this morning, you told a story in front of all those kids. I'm like, yes, I did. It's very different, though. Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9, says this, and it's a familiar story. Now, the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, come, let's make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar or asphalt. Then they said, come. I love that. Then they said, (laughs) they said, come, let us build for ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built in all their glory, right? 
And the Lord said, Behold, they, have, they are one people, and they all have one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do, and nothing that they purpose to do now will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of the earth. May I suggest to you that the simple message of this story is found in the irony of man's intentions and God's intervention. Man's intentions and God's intervention. So what has God instructed me to do? What has God instructed you to do? This is a matter of relationship. To ask that question of ourselves is to ask about the very relationship we have with God. And we know what he, we know what he wants for the most part. I mean, in the room, I think most of us are, we're all home folks. A lot of us have grown up in the church. We know the basics. We know that he wants us to come to him. Simple as that. Come to Jesus. We hear it preached week after week after week. Perhaps year after year, all of our lives. Come to the front. Come forward. Come to Jesus. So we know, Jesus himself said, come. Come to Jesus. We know that he wants us to communicate with him. He set the example of prayer. Spent time with the Father himself, which always, all of my life has so boggled my mind because it's hard to get past the fact that it's Jesus. That it's God incarnate. It's the God-man. And yet took time, deliberate time, to get away, to get aside, to spend time with the Lord. And I have the audacity to act like I don't have time to spend time with God. I might as well spit in the face of Jesus. I guess figuratively we have, really. So we know that he wants us to communicate with him through prayer, through his word, which we're so blessed to have. I've shared this before, but I have a Ukrainian pastor friend who is, is old enough to remember as a child having to hide torn pages of the scriptures in a woodpile outside the house in case they were raided. He lives today. He is alive today. He's an adult today. It's not a story that I've read in a book. It's a friend of mine who has shared that story with me, that they would tear pages out, roll them up, stick them in the woodpile all around the house, and they would manufacture birthday parties just to hide the fact that they were having church before Ukraine was free. We have his word, by which God will communicate with us. And of course, the Holy Spirit. You see, what has God instructed me to do is about our relationship with him. Come to me. We know that we are to abide in him, as we've been talking quite a bit about as a staff. We know he wants us to worship him. We know that he wants us to love him and trust him. So those are understood. Those are general. But 
what does he uniquely want from you? What has he uniquely instructed you to do? What is the answer to that question? What has God instructed me 